welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Carrot Getty Show. <laughs> I'm a little extra punchy today. I'm a little extra squirrely, you guys, because I went to bed at like 1.30 and my spiritual team woke me up at like 6.45 and I, I don't usually get up that early. I'm, I, I, I'm always, I always say, people are like, so you're not a morning person? And I'm like, no, when you wake me up in the morning, when I get up in the morning, I'm automatically in a good mood. I don't need coffee or stimulants or whatever. I wake up ready to go and happy, but I don't normally wake up early because I'm a night owl, but man. Man, the spirit, when it wants to shake you awake, it does just that. So if you're watching this, you might notice I look a little sleepy around the eyes. <laughs> All right, you guys, here we go. Episode 33. And I'm basically calling this one, How Full of Shit Are You? <laughs> Makes me laugh every time I say it out loud. How full of shit are you? my brothers and sisters. So a little, a little backstory for this inspiration. So one of my spiritual kids, so just like I jokingly say, so my, my, my beautiful friend and my, my spiritual mom, my spiritual godmother, Marianne Williamson was in town this past weekend. Uh, and if some of you who are listening, you might know she is running for um, president. She is uh, waging her presidential campaign right now. So she comes to New Hampshire a lot. So my sweetie and I donated our time. I always say I donated my time. He donated his talent uh, to do an event for Marianne. And um, when we were out in the lobby leaving, uh, my friend Kristen, who's one of my spiritual kids, uh, one of my former mentoring clients as well, too, um, she was talking to Marianne. and. Um, she was saying, oh, KK is my spiritual mom. And then I said, yeah, just like, you know, you are my spiritual mom. Now I'm her spiritual mom. And Marianne said, and the beat goes on. <laughs> and it really does. It really does. We get to keep spreading that love around. Um, so I don't have my own human kids. I have lots of furry kids. I have seven furry kids, but I do have spiritual children. I have spiritual daughters and Kristen is one of them. And so we, we talk quite a bit. And so this was like, I don't know, month, month ago, maybe uh, we were, we were talking and uh, she had had some changes in her living situation. And so she was basically saying, well, now that she lives alone, she is going to be responsible. So we're just kind of going back and forth. She's like, so I'm going to be responsible for everything. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is, this is the real deal of spiritual work is you become responsible for your inner peace. Uh, if you are not feeling peaceful, it's not because anybody took it from you. It's because you gave it away right? You are now responsible for your happiness. You are responsible for your suffering. We were kind of go back and forth. And she was like, yeah, I'm also responsible for like, hey, now if the kitchen isn't clean, it's because I didn't clean it. And if, um, you know, if I'm not keeping an eye on particular things in my life, it's not anybody else's fault. And she goes, I'm actually really excited. This is her talking. She's like, I'm actually really excited to uh, see 
And then I answered for her just how full of shit you really are. <laughs> and we had a really good laugh about it. But here's the thing. Like she wrote to me like a week or so later and she was saying just how impactful that was. And she says, you know, each day she was waking up after that conversation, uh, after I said that to her and she was started asking herself the question, just how full of shit are you? How full of shit are you? And I thought this, this, I was just, just like, oh my God. And she reflected it back to me, how powerful it had been for her as a practice. And I said, thank you so much for, um, for reflecting that back to me because I'm going to do a whole podcast. I'm going to do a whole episode about it because um, I do think it's a question that I ask all of my clients. And I think it's a question that we should be asking ourselves, you know, if you don't have a spiritual mentor. You know, it's asking ourselves like, okay, so what does that really mean? Let me break that down. Like, what does it mean? Like, how full of shit are you? So there's a thousand, thousand um, um, examples, but I'm just going to give you like a couple. So, okay. So people talk to me about how spiritual they really are and how they really, like all they care about is choosing love and it's all about the love and da 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 right? And then they'll be like... Um, you know, not willing to forgive somebody or not willing to actually sit down and do a daily spiritual practice or blah, 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 right? right? So the question is, okay, well, if you're really actually dedicated and devoted to, to inner peace and happiness and love and healing, then why aren't you doing these things? So in some level, you're kind of full of shit. It's like when people say that they want to, um, you know, have better eating habits, they want to be more healthy, they want to, whether it's start going to the gym or move their body or go to yoga or watch what they're eating or cutting back on alcohol or whatever their thing is. When people make these declarations or they say these things, so when their thoughts, the stuff that they say and their actions, right, the stuff that they say they think about that matters to them, but then they say it out loud, but then their actions don't actually reflect the truth of that, right? So first of all, number one, if your thoughts, your words, and your actions, right, your beliefs, your thoughts, words, your actions are not um, congruent, if they're not in alignment, you're going to suffer. That's like number one. <laughs> but not only that, if your thoughts and your words are not consistent with your behavior, then people are going to think you're full of shit. And it's a good question to ask yourself. How much am I living in alignment with what I say truly matters? right? Especially if you're a person, especially like, and who is it, right? In some ways with social media nowadays, everybody's got a fucking brand. Like, you know, you're, everybody's putting themselves out there as their social persona, as their public persona, as their performer persona. Like, you know, they, they like are showing up in a particular way so that you see them. So everybody's kind of doing this. So here's my whole thing. If what you say to be true about your business or your brand or you as a person, right, what you're saying or promoting, right, isn't true um, or consistent with what you're really doing in your life or behind the scenes, or if you're making promises to your clients, but you're not actually following through, the question is, how full of shit are you? If you say, oh, I really, really, really want to be a published author, I really want to write a book, I really want to write a novel or a memoir or whatever the thing is, but you never actually make time for writing if you don't actually make it a priority, this thing that you say is so like uh, important to you, begs to, you gotta beg to ask the question, how full of shit are you? And so I wanted to talk about this because I think it's really helpful, and I always do it like in a funny way, like I'm not trying to be mean, but I think it's really helpful 
that we actually carve out time and space to reflect on these things, to contemplate these things, right? To take what I say, look, a, take a look in the soul mirror and say, hey, are you really reflecting the truth of um, who you are and what you say matters to you, right? It's like, I always laugh, like when people are like getting pissed off about, you know, people will say like, oh, that's really awful. They shouldn't do that to the animals, da, 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 da. But then they go and they, they put a bunch of dead, dead animals on their plate for dinner. It's like a little inconsistency, right? So it's like if we're going to make declarations about what's actually important to us, what matters to us, let's just say in the social sphere, right? In the social justice sphere or whatever. I'm always amazed when people will bitch and moan on, online and I'll be like, well, you know, did, did you go and vote? Did, did you volunteer for anybody's campaign? Did you make phone calls? Did you knock on doors? Did you go to different, um, different candidates like speeches and talks and lectures to hear what, they're, what is really important to them so you can make an educated decision? Right? I find that a lot of people, we all are, we all are, some of us in smaller ways, some of us in much bigger ways, but we all tend to have areas, little areas, we're, we're, we're kind of full of shit. And, and one of the things that I know to be true, I always say this to my clients. <laughs> I'll say, it's really hard to be full of God when you're already so full of shit, right? And I'll say sometimes too, it's really hard to be full of God when you're so full of yourself, right? So when your ego mind, you know, A Course in Miracles has a beautiful line. I mean, it's powerful and impactful, but it's also beautiful. And it says, do you want to be a host a host to God or a hostage to the ego. Mm, I love that one. Let that one land. Do you want to be a host to God or a hostage to the ego? I already know the answer to that. I definitely want to be a host to God, but sometimes, sometimes, if we're all being a little honest, the truth of the matter is we all in some ways are hostages to the ego. And the ego actually doesn't really like to call itself on its own bullshit. You know, the ego loves to uh, keep you blind. <laughs> I always say you got blind spots to your bullshit and we don't really like to see them, but it's important that we actually look at them because it's the only way we're going to transform. So when you can sit down um, and not look at it as like, here's what I always say. Like if, if we're asking ourselves, to change a habit, if we're asking ourselves to do deep spiritual work that's leading to transformation, if we're asking ourselves to like my program, right, your story to your glory, if we're asking ourselves to rewrite our story so we can step into our glory, it doesn't help us to come at ourselves hard with dukes up ready to either punch yourself in the mouth or to like, you know, to, to, to say something mean, to make you guilty or sinful or shameful. When we have an awareness of how full of shit we've been about a particular thing. Maybe it's the way that we've, um, the way that we've chosen to look at something that's happened, the way that we maybe have chosen to play victim. Maybe it's the way we've chosen to um, look at ourselves and, and create blame when there shouldn't be any, or we're creating guilt and sin and separation and all this stuff, right? So when we have a discovery about an area in our lives, um, maybe. Um, where we've been kind of full of shit, it is not helpful to come out swinging at yourself. I always say to people, when you discover something about yourself that's really uncomfortable, that's really hard to look at, that maybe makes you feel ashamed or scared or you know, just like uh, guilt, whatever the thing is, that's not the time 
to come out uh, with the ego as your teacher. Let me put it that way. This is the time when you need gentleness. This is the time when you need compassion. This is the time when you need kindness and mercy. It doesn't mean we don't take a hard look at ourselves, but we don't have to come at ourselves hard once we discover like, shit, I've been doing that thing again. I've been saying one thing, but live in a different way, right? I keep claiming, and maybe it's like, oh, I'm going to make more time for my kids to go to their games. Or maybe it's like, oh, I'm going to spend more time walking my dog. Or, oh, I'm going to get my ass to the gym. Or, oh, I'm going to drink more water. Speaking of which, <laughs> I need a sip. Hold on. <laughs> maybe it's, oh, I'm going to start going back to church or I'm going to sign up for that program or you sign up for a program and you lie to yourself about the fact that oh, I'm, I'm, I'm investing this money. So I'm going to show up and I'm going to do the modules and I'm going to do the homework and I'm going to get on the calls and you don't. And it's like, shit, I blew it again. Right? This is not the time to tear yourself down, but it is the time to be really honest. But I always say honesty without compassion is brutality. So we want to look um, through the lens of what we would say in A Course in Miracles through the lens of Holy Spirit. So we take this thing that we, we think we've discovered about ourselves, right? And I always say it's not about like who you really are is innocent and perfect. But that doesn't mean that your ego personality doesn't you need some work, right? <laughs> like who you are as one of God's kids is innocent and perfect. Like you are the light of the world, man. <laughs> but ego personality in some of your choices could maybe use a little looking at, right? And I always say, you know, working with me in this work that I do in spiritual mentoring, this is spiritual and personality rehab. <laughs> We go in and we take a fearless moral inventory and we take a look at things and we're like, yeah, man, I kind of blew it over there. Yeah, I was kind of full of shit there, right? And it's just like anything. It's like, you know, I always think about like with little kids, when little kids make a mistake, if you scream at them, and I know this firsthand because my, my stepdad was, was, not a patient, was not a patient person. And he, his, uh, I always say he used questionable means <laughs> his parenting. Oh, he used some questionable means to teach us, right? And they weren't particularly soothing. Um, and uh, God bless him. I don't think he meant to be harmful, but uh, nowadays it would not be. Yeah, let's just, and, and we're back. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's like, you know, when you are trying to get honest about how full of shit you really are about some particular things, uh, it's really important that you show up. I'm not saying with kid gloves, like we have to be fearless. Like we have to really be willing to look, but we get to practice forgiveness, right? This is the power. Like A Course in Miracles says, forgiveness is the key to happiness. And this is how we, we do it. It's, you know, um, forgiveness is one of the most powerful, powerful spiritual practices that we do. And we have to start with ourselves. I mean, the first, the first thing of forgiveness we have to do is we have to forgive ourselves for actually thinking, for actually believing the insane, tiny, mad idea of the ego that we could be separate from God. Because as soon as we believe that, we created a whole world. And look, this world is tough. Being human in this world is tough. So yeah, we're going to find some places where we have bullshit because we've got defense mechanisms in place and we have survival mechanisms in place, right? We kind of like created these little uh, ways to just kind of survive a lot of people, their childhoods. And so we have behaviors and patterns that don't actually um, serve us anymore, right? So uh, things that we've been able to get by doing 
aren't working anymore. So if you find yourself in a position in your life where maybe a lot of your friendships are starting to crumble or the things you used to do for work, like you're not getting a lot of sales or you're just finding yourself uncomfortable in your own skin or like whatever, like change of seasons, like right now too in the world, when all this stuff is starting to happen, we've got to take a look at it and say, okay, where have I not been willing to look before? Where have I been putting my blinders up around my own bullshit? And here's the thing. If you have blinders up around your own bullshit, I guarantee you probably also have blinders up about um, your own areas of brilliance too. I guarantee you like blinders don't just block, right? The quote unquote negative stuff or the bad stuff. Although I don't see those things as bad. I see everything as a learning opportunity. I see everything as a chance to um, heal. That's how I see it. So even the question, how full of shit are you? It's just an opportunity to bring some stuff out of the darkness into the light for healing. And that's why, that's why it comes up. And I'm actually, um, well, you guys won't get this till next week, but this upcoming Sunday, I'm going to be talking about this. Um, maybe I'll do a whole podcast on it for those of you who don't uh, tune in for the Sunday spiritual um, but I'm going to do a whole thing about how A Course in Miracles talks about how trials are but lessons that you failed to learn presented once again, so that you can basically uh, have some healing. And so I kind of see everything is for us. So when you start to get an inkling like pew, some pew, <laughs> for those of you at home grabbing my nose and they look they're like pew, <laughs> something stinks. When you start to get suspicious that something stinks about something you've been doing, some behavior some not owning your shit, uh, a place where you're not willing to receive feedback from people who love you because you're terrified of finding out that you're wrong or you screwed up or you're not perfect, God forbid. You know, for a lot of people, that can be really scary to get feedback because they're afraid to hear that, hey, I, I did a post about this a few weeks ago. I hate to break it to you. Sometimes it is you. <laughs> Because that's one of those nice spiritual bypassing things that like people like to do nowadays where they go like, I'm really clear that it's not, it's not me. It's their, it's their stuff. No, sometimes it's you. Sometimes their stuff is because you've been behaving kind of with a lot of douchebaggery. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you guys, look, I'm just going to keep this short and sweet, right? It's important to take a look at the places where you're kind of full of shit. So that if you can't be honest with yourself who can you be honest with? If you aren't able to be vulnerable and truthful and genuine and authentic and real with yourself, how do you expect the people around you, whether it's your personal friends, your family, your quote unquote tribe, right? Your people who follow you or buy shit from you and products from you. If you're full of shit, I'm telling you right now, I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how many followers you have. It will catch up to you because you can, oh, that truth will always come out. And as Martin Luther King Jr. said, the truth shall set you free. So stop hiding the fact that you kind of step in it once in a while. You're kind of a little stinky, stinky. You got a little poop. You got a little poop on the bottom of your shoe. You know what I'm saying? We all do. We all got to take a look at it. I am constantly, constantly having to call myself on my own bullshit every single day. Like I, I try to really be vigilant for the quality of my thoughts. You know, Ken Wapnick, who's a, a genius course, in, I mean, he's dead now, but he's a genius course in miracles teacher. Like Ken knew, knew like Ken knew a course in miracles, like 
the back of his hand, I would say. The guy was just kind of like, um, I don't know, I, I say like a savant. He was like a Course in Miracles savant. He was so smart. And he knew the ins and outs of the book. And he, and he says this thing where he says, you know, um, you don't have to be vigilant to be kind. You don't have to be vigilant for your kindness. The kindness will naturally happen. And I believe he says this because that's what we already are. We're already love. We're already God's kids. That's our natural inheritance, right? And so we don't have to be vigilant to be kind for being kind because the kindness will just happen. But what we do have to be vigilant for is for when we are unkind when we act out of turn, when we act out of alignment, when we're not acting in line with the truth of ourselves. So the work isn't about being vigilant to be kind and to be good, right? Like a lot of organized religions would have us be. It's more about being vigilant for when you are full of shit and you're behaving against your true nature, your true innocence, your true light and your true love. That's the work, right? So the vigilance though, do you think it's actually helpful I remember back in the day when we were kids, right? Uh, the, the way that they used to train dogs back in the day, that if you came home and your dog had made a mess, right? Usually it was the fucking owner's fault. First of all, let's just blame it on the humans because they don't know what to do. Most humans shouldn't have dogs. Like, don't even get me started. But like most people don't know what to do with animals. So you, they don't know how to communicate with them. They don't know how to read them. They don't actually know how to care for them or what they need. You've basically taken a wild animal, you've domesticated it, you've brought it into your house, right? So then a puppy or a dog would have an accident and my, my dad used to do this all the time and it could be hours later all right first of all like a puppy can't hold it a young dog can't hold it right if they're going in the house is usually a problem and it, the problem is you human but first of all they would grab the dog and either hit it with a newspaper or they would shove their nose in it and tell them no a dog doesn't know like what's going on at that point it's one thing to catch them in the act so they make the connection right but i always used to think how is screaming and yelling or hitting the dog actually going to be helpful? If anything, all it's going to do is going to teach them to be more afraid and it's going to teach them to now associate you with fear and uh, the mess that's on the floor. Like I always just thought it was a really screwed up way to teach. So I want to encourage you, you guys, that if you know, this is the same thing as like giving giving feedback, right? When, you, when I'm saying like, how full of shit are you? This is an opportunity for you to give yourself feedback. I might do a whole other episode on feedback, but let me just say this. So I am a trained um, gateless teacher. I'm a gateless writing teacher. And one of the hot beats of, of gateless, the crux of gateless is that when we have um, people come together in um, writing workshops or salons and stuff like that, the feedback that we give is only based on what we love. It's only based on the genius of the piece. It's only based on where the writing is strong. Um, because as soon as you step into that ah, 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 critical mind, right? As soon as you start to like wag your finger, I'm doing that, that's what the ah, ah, ah was. I'm wagging my finger at the screen. As soon as you start to come at feedback, as a critique to point out what's wrong, the creative mind will like shut down. It will go into fear mode, it will retreat, right? Because a different set of chemicals and a different part of the brain gets lit up when we're afraid that we're gonna get negative feedback. So here's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to make the connection here. I hope you're following me. When you're trying to take an honest and fearless moral inventory and look at yourself about the places where maybe you're full of shit, 
right? Where, re- where you say you want a transformation, but you're not actually willing to do the work. You're not actually willing to get some skin in the game or make the investment or make the investment of time and money and all that stuff, right? So when we're taking a look at these things, it's not really helpful to come at it like you're a loser, you're a lazy, you're a fat, you're a stupid, you're you're blah, 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 right? That isn't, that's not helpful is what I'm trying to say. So what can we focus on on where we're doing really well and then try to repeat that in another area? You see what I'm saying? So if we show up and we choose the teacher of Holy Spirit, which is the voice for God, which is the voice for love, which is the memory of God in our mind, that's a totally different experience. That's helping us to become more of a host to God rather than being a hostage to the ego who's going to come out swinging and try to slam you like you're so full of shit. You're a piece of shit. It's going to totally take it even farther, right? And just like try to like bury you. It's like murdering you. You become a serial killer in your own mind. No, because A Course in Miracles says that. A Course in Miracles says that anytime that you attack Anytime you attack, which is a way of saying you have an unkind thought, an unloving thought about a brother or a sister, anytime that you do that, uh, you're not only judging them, you are attacking them. You're not only attacking them, you're murdering them. Like, let that land. Like, you're murdering them. So we walk around and we're serial killers in our mind all day long, but mostly towards ourselves. So look, we just have to accept that part of this being human is that we're going to be clumsy. You know, we're going to even, even um, as a Catholic kid, right, in the Our Father prayer, it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We already know. Jesus already knew. They're going to screw it up. These kids are a little clumsy. They don't mean it. They're a little stupid. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I say stupid in a kind way, right? a joking way. So we're a little kooky. We're a little crazy. We don't always know what we're doing. But sometimes it all catches up to us. And we'll start to see stuff going down in our life. And it's like, oh my God, what is happening right now? And sometimes it's, but it's all coming up for healing. It's all coming up for clarity. So you can take a look at yourself. So you can grab, so you can kind of grab the lens, the clear lens to start to see things through. And we get to say like, oh, that isn't working anymore. And I always invite people like, look, if you have amends to make, if you have apologies to make, make them. Be the big enough person to know who walks with you, who goes with you when you make those apologies and to do it from the most sincere part of your heart. Sometimes we have to apologize to ourselves for saying, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I've been choosing the wrong teacher. I've been choosing ego uh, to kind of lead the way. But now I don't want to be a hostage anymore. I don't want to be held prisoner anymore. Uh, and now I want to move from my bullshit to my brilliance. And I might screw it up sometimes and I might trip up, but that's the power of saying you're sorry, you guys. And here's the thing though, when you slow down, you make a hell of a lot less mistakes. When you slow down and you get to be very fucking intentional with the quality of your thoughts and what comes out of your big fat mouth and the things that you post online and the things that you choose to say, right? When you slow down, right? When you live from a place where your mind is still or clear, it's a lot easier to represent yourself fully and wholly and holy. I mean, holy, complete and holy, divine, so that you come through and represent yourself, so that you don't have these places where you feel like, oh, I'm kind of full of shit. So this is my invitation to you. Um, 
and, and to me, everything that I teach, to teach is to learn, Course in Miracles says. So everything I teach is for me to you guys. This isn't me being like the armchair expert, right? Oh, Jack Shepard. You guys listen to the armchair expert with Jack Shepard. I love that show. I love that kid. I hope I, I want to meet him. I want to be on that show someday just so I can have a conversation with him. Maybe I'll invite him on my show someday. Who knows? Oh. All right, you guys. So um, that's what I got for you today, right? It's a great question to ask yourself. What area in my life, what place, what system, what behavior or pattern or habit do I have in place that actually isn't helping me fulfill my vision, my individual curriculum, my mission, my ministry, my message? Where are you incongruent? Where is what you're thinking and saying not actually in alignment with how you're showing up? And I'm not just talking publicly because that's the thing too, right? There's no separation here. Your personal life and your public life is your life. Your whole life is your spiritual practice. Your business life and your home life are representations of your whole spiritual life. We don't get to put a face forward, but act like a dick behind the scenes. It will catch up to you. I am telling you, it's how it goes. It's how it works here. <laughs> so let's be really vigilant for being true representations of the light of the world that we are. And let's shine that light on some of those dark, icky places where we need to take a look and we need to take responsibility. We need to take ownership of the places where we've been a little full of shit. Because again, it's hard to be full of God. It's hard to be full of love when you're already full of shit, when you're already full of just yourself. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you got the ego on high, like running the show. So I, I hope that this is helpful. And, and when you in, in notice some things and however you process, right? You might be somebody who processes through writing and journaling and storytelling, you might be somebody who processes verbally. So you talk to your sweetie or a trusted friend, or you have a therapist or a coach or a spiritual mentor, right? There's lots of ways to get the support when you're trying to create change. It's one of the reasons why I also do the Sunday spiritual. If you guys don't know about that, right? It's like, I'm really cognizant. Like I was kind of a poor kid growing up. We didn't have a lot of money, right? We didn't have a lot of money growing up in Lawrence, Mass. But, um, one of the things that I'm aware of is that not, I always say this, not everybody can afford to work with me, right? It's, it's an investment to, to do one-to-one -one mentoring and it's an investment to join uh, the group coaching program, even at that level. And so I try to offer a lot of free resources because I know that people really need help. I know that people um, get in their own way and they get stuck in their own bullshit. So I'm always trying to like send the elevator back down. And I'm not saying down like I'm above you. I'm just saying whoever goes first, right? If you get lucky enough to get some tools in your tool belt, you get lucky enough to, to have some wisdom or, or to learn like, oh, this is what helped me. We send the elevator back down for the people who are coming up behind us. And some of you have taken elevators to places where I haven't been yet, right? So it's all in support, like Marianne said, and the beat goes on. We're all just walking each other home, as Ram Dass says. We're all just helping each other. So we take a fearless moral inventory. We take a look at where we're full of shit, where we're not living in alignment, right? then that's not the time to beat yourself up. We acknowledge it with, with clarity, with truth, with genuineness. We acknowledge it honestly. And we say, hmm, but with kindness and compassion, with love, right? Oh, some shit has to change. And then we go about it. We talk about it. We work it out. We hash it out. Whether, you, again, you talk to somebody or you write it down or you make a plan or whatever you do. And then you start to go out and we're going to start to live in a new way. You got to start keeping your word to yourself to represent yourself as you are truly. 
Woo! I'm long-winded. I'm long-winded today. What's going on, you guys? See, I'm telling you, I took some space. I took some space this week, and um, a lot of creativity is like flushing through. And so uh, part of what I'm doing this week, too, is this very exercise. I'm looking at places in my life where I'm like, where are you full of shit? Why do you say that? Like somebody said to me, like, when's your book going to be done? And I'm like, dude, I'm trying. But the reality of it is, is that I need to give even more time to it, even more time. Right. So I'm like, okay, if this is the most important thing that you're trying to accomplish before you die, because I always say, if I was to be hit by a bus tomorrow, if I get hit by lightning tomorrow, the only regret I'm going to have is that I didn't get the friggin' first draft of this book done. <laughs> so that's what part of this week has been is taking some space to really carve out like what my schedule is going to be going forward because um, I believe our birthdays are also, I just had my birthday last week. I believe our birthdays are October 4th. Uh, Cause this is going to be like two weeks. Yeah. So, um, so um, birthdays are like a new opportunity for a new year. So it's like a little spacious staycation also in alignment with my birthday. And I'm really sitting down and reflecting on what stays in my life and what goes right? Who stays and who goes, what stays and what goes, what habits of my own, what even like property, even like physical things. I'm just like, yep, getting rid of it. This is all about creating space and simplifying and um, creating space, simplifying. What was the other thing? Oh, and slowing down. Yeah. So slow, space, simple. Those three S's are so important. And it's also what I like to do to create um, space. And this is one of the questions too, by the way, this is one of the questions that we work on and that I ask um, at the retreat which ties into what I was just saying about um, slowing down slow space and um, taking a look at um, slowness, space, and simplicity. So when we come to the Fearless Flow Retreat, which is happening on November 8th through the 10th, um, it's myself and I keep them pretty intimate. It's usually around like 20 people or so. Um, and we go up to the Mountain View Grand Resort and Spa right in the heart of the White Mountains. It's a beautiful old uh, resort at a grand resort, as they say. And we dive into this work. And this is one of the questions that we ask is how full of shit are you? And what area of your life have you been a little full of shit? And if people aren't on, I mean, I'm just like, hey, just be honest. Like we're here to do the work. Let's just be honest about some stuff, right? So we kind of dive into this and we dive into it in a place where we can kind of retreat and slow down and create a weekend for deep spiritual practice and deep spiritual work and looking at some of these things so you can go back into your daily life refreshed and renewed and repowered, right? And ready to go, inspired and motivated. And it's a really powerful thing. So I would love for you guys to come join us. You can just go to my website, Karen Kenny. K-E-N-N-E-Y.com backslash events. And you'll see the, the three-day retreat right there. I'd love to have you join us. And the last thing I'd like to say about all this is I'd love to hear. Like I always invite people. I'm like this. I, I don't like to just spend my time talking at you. I want you guys to participate. This is a relationship that hopefully that we're building together. Um, and it's wonderful. It's so fun for me, you guys. It's so wicked fun when I bump into people out in the world and they're like, oh my God, I listen to your podcast. And I'm like, you do? Because I don't always know. Like unless you guys leave a review um, on, on Apple, uh, on Apple tunes or Apple podcasts now, as they call them, unless you guys leave a, a comment or, uh, follow the, um, blah, 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 YouTube channel, or you leave a review on, uh, Apple podcasts. I don't really know. I don't know exactly who's listening and who's downloading, who's doing what, but every once in a while, somebody would say to me, Oh my God, I just shared that episode with my sister, or I sent that to my cousin or my auntie or whoever. And so like, that's amazing. So thank you so much because that's how it gets out there. You guys. 
is, this is how the love gets spread is by you guys, by you guys sharing the show. I, I can only share it as much as I can without being obnoxious, right? You can share it a little bit on Instagram, share it on uh, Facebook, and it goes out in my newsletter and stuff like that. But you are actually the exponential fact. You are the ones who amplify the love and amplify my voice and help me to spread the thing. So if you could do that, you guys, I would be so grateful. And the reason why I'm bringing that up again, too, is because, again, this is one of the free resources that I do. This is one of the ways that I help people start to maybe look at things from a new perspective to shift their mind from fear to love, because that's the miracle. So we're trying to be the light of the world and shine it out bright. So you can do it three different ways you can help me to share the love. You can either um, do a post on Facebook or Instagram, but make sure you tag me so I can see it because I want to say thank you because that's wicked important to me. And then you can also uh, do an Instagram story and tag me there. Those are pretty fun. You can also just share an episode with somebody, uh, send an email or send a newsletter out to your people if a particular episode resonates with your heart. That's all I ask is that if it genuinely lands in your heart, if, it genuinely, if it's genuinely helpful or valuable to you, if you could share it with others, that would be, that would just be so nice and I would appreciate it so much. Because so many of our brothers and sisters, you guys need help and they need support and they need to know that they're not alone. Uh, and I know I've known many times in my life what it felt like to be truly alone. And I just want people to know that I see them and, and I hear them and I, and I celebrate them and I acknowledge them and I appreciate them. Uh, just like I do you guys. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Send up a flare. Make your report. Let me know. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. you guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the karen kenny show <laughs> i super duper appreciate your time friendship and support and look if something that i shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours i'd love to hear about it so please tag me on facebook or instagram or ig stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. -E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>